the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome to Black and Right on AM560 with John Anthony. I am not John Anthony. I am your guest host, Mark Vargas, but I am coming in hot. And joining me live in studio today is Verlon Galloway. Verlon. Oh, my God. It's an honor. I'm sitting here with Mark Vargas for the first time. Oh, you know, be careful. I've, I've been thinking of a nickname for you, man. And I saw that smooth red jacket and those red loafers oh. that you had at Freedom Summit. So I told John this. I've got, I've got a nickname for you, Red Velvet. I don't. I don't think that's gonna stick. You know, <laughs> you, know you know. My number, My nickname's the Troublemaker. You, I know it is the Troublemaker. You trying to rename me? But I, I'm gonna rename you. Man. Oh, wow. Red Velvet. Okay. All right. Red Velvet. Because those lo- those red loafers were smooth. Oh, man. thank you, man. I mean, it looked like something the Pope would wear. Those were like papal loafers. I was just trying to be different. You know, that's all. Well, mission accomplished. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Well, on a on a more serious note, as you know, I am not John Anthony, and as many of you know. Earlier this week, the Anthony family experienced a tragedy that no family ever wants to experience. They lost their son, John Anthony, 18 years old, on early Monday morning. And you know, no parent should ever, ever have to face this reality. And so today and every day, our thoughts and our prayers go out to John Deborah and the entire Anthony family and I know that their their family is devastated and I've talked to John on the phone several times this week and we've exchanged text messages in fact he was at the Freedom Summit Illinois Patriot event the other night in Orland Park he stopped by for about 45 minutes and it was good it was good to see him but your prayers work prayers work and John had mentioned that to me as well, that he said, it's hard to explain, but I can feel everybody's prayers. And I think it's interesting because we're not supposed to be able to explain it because that means we would understand and know, understand God. And we can't understand that, but we know it's divine. It's a divine intervention. It's a supernatural intervention. And so your thoughts and your prayers are very much appreciated. Uh, they feel your prayers. And so... Verlon and I are going to be talking about a whole host of issues today, but I know that John is listening right now, and so please call and, and share some love to John and Deborah and the entire Anthony family call throughout the show, 312-642-5600, because this is your show, 
And we know that you want to express your love and appreciation in your thoughts and prayers to John and, and to Deborah. So please call Verlan, your thoughts, my friend. You know, I don't have any words that can comfort him or his wife and, you know, his, his kids, but I, I send him my most heartfelt condolences. And I, I, you said it perfectly. I did every word that you just said, you know, prayer works. And the most thing you can do for John and his wife is to be there for them. Don't, you know, try to uh, infer anything that you would you would like. Let them reach out to you, and t- and let them tell you what they would like for you to do for them if they need you to be there for them. And you know, Verlan, it's okay that you don't know what to say sometimes. You don't because I know John said I don't know what to say sometimes, but I think just knowing that you're there, that you're praying for them, that you're thinking of them, that you're sending messages. To them on Facebook, on social media, text messages. I know that John did a Facebook Live and, and shared his phone number. And it's easy to contact him and, and let him know that you love him and we love him and we love Deborah. And, you know, Verlon, there's a way that people can help in addition to prayer and words of encouragement uh, and hugs. And, and that's to support. The, there's been a GoFundMe that's been set up. There's been a couple of them. But there's a GoFundMe that's been set up through um, John and Deborah Anthony. And so all you have to do is to go to GoFundMe.com, and you can go to the little search button on the top left. And you just type in, in loving memory and support of John W. Anthony. And you'll see that John and Deborah Anthony are listed as the organizers of this fundraiser. But this was put on by, this was uh, created by loved ones for John. And... The financial contributions and that assistance would, the family would greatly appreciate it. And this is just a small token, a very small token of the community showing their love to the Anthony family. So go to GoFundMe and donate, and every every bit counts, even if it's a dollar, five dollars, or twenty-five dollars. I've I've donated uh, as well. I wanted to put my mouth. My money where my mouth was, Verlon, and, and, and I understand that some people aren't in a position to do that, and I, I totally understand that, and that's okay. And if you can't, prayers are just as important, but if you can, please go to GoFundMe in loving memory of John W. Anthony and donate today. This is the one rare instance that I wish that I was on Facebook. I know I rail against Facebook and a lot of uh, big tech, but... I wish I was on it now because I'm learning on the fly from you, from you, you and you only. I'm learning right now, so I'm going to have to catch up and get into the game. No, it's it's all right. And uh, again, John and, and Deborah, our thoughts and our prayers grow out to you. And I know that there's going to be a service on Tuesday. And so I know that the Anthony family is really going to need our prayers, my friend. They're really going to need our prayers on Tuesday. Is um, that's going to be a, That's going to be a rough day. Uh, but I can tell you the love and support that we've just seen on social media for the Anthony family is unbelievable. And I guess, Verlan, there is a silver lining in this, in that in these tragic, horrific times, um, there's still a lot of love out there. It is. And we're living in difficult times already. And uh, this is further proof that there is more love than hatred out there. And I know John had commented to me that even people that he considered his enemies have been reaching out and 
and expressing words of love and encouragement and prayers. But I know if John and Deborah were here in studio with us today or on the line, they'd tell you that if you're a parent, tell your children you love them. Give them hugs and kisses because life is short and you just don't know what the next day, what the next hour is going to bring. And, you know, we just need to, we just need to love on each other. And I think that's, that's what gets us through, right? And the grace of God and, and our belief in God that there's, there is an eternity that this life here on earth is very temporary. Um, and that um, he's at peace. So God bless, God bless the John and Deborah Anthony family, and um, we'll we'll be keeping them in our prayers. And please, again, we know that John is listening. I told him it's going to be the greatest show in the history of radio. By the way, Furlan, <laughs> I hope that uplifts his his spirits. And um, but three one two six four two fifty six hundred. But Verlon, we've got a show. We we're going to be just going back and forth today, man. But we've got. An interesting guest coming up in the next segment, Maze Jackson. Uh-oh. Maze, he's got an incredible story. Was recently carjacked. I he's he's going to tell us about that horrific experience. And later in the show, we're going to talk to uh, Paul Vallis, former CEO of Chicago Public Schools and former Chicago mayoral candidate. Wait, you cannot introduce Paul Vallis in this studio like that. You have to say, shock jock, Paul Vallis. <laughs> See, this is why I've got Verlon here, because he's able to correct me and make sure that I walk the fine line here on black and right with John Anthony. And again, I'm here joined live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. But I've given him a new nickname, Red Velvet. We're going to see how that We're sticks. We're going to see how this sticks. <laughs> but, you know, follow uh, Black and Right on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Rumble, uh, and show your love to the Anthony family. And I know they're reading the messages. It means a lot. They feel your prayers. Uh, and so don't forget to go if, you're, if you can. Go to the GoFundMe page that was set up in loving memory and support of John W. Anthony and donate today. Again, I've I've donated. And so this is a, a type of time that I don't want to be filling in for a moment for a time like this. But I'm I'm honored to be in studio. I'm honored to contribute and help the Anthony family in any way I possibly can. And I knew this is one way to do it. And Verlan, I appreciate you joining me here in studio. But we've got a lot to talk about what's going on here locally, nationally, and we're going to learn about this carjacking that Mays Jackson uh, experienced just a few days ago. He'll be joining us next. You're listening to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I am not John Anthony. I'm filling in for John Anthony. I am Mark Vargas, and joining me live in studio is the troublemaker himself, Red Velvet Verlon Uh Uh Galloway. Verlon. All right. It's time to start some trouble, but that's okay. I'm going to mellow it down today. I'm, I'm, I'm Red Velvet today. Okay. All right. Good. 
Well, listen, I know you've been following the news, and this has been an incredible story. Uh, and it could have gone a lot worse. It could have gotten a lot worse, and I'm so glad that it didn't. And joining us live on the line is the host of the Maze Jackson Show on WBGX 1570 AM, Maze Jackson. Maze, welcome to Black and Right, my friend. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me this morning. Uh, Excuse me, this afternoon, Mark and Red Velvet. I appreciate you guys having (laughs) the opportunity to tell my uh, story today. But thanks, Mark. Hey, Mark, and I just want to say... Big shout out to you, man. I want to appreciate, tell you how much I appreciate you uh, reaching out to me for the uh, Bogoyevich, uh four-part docu-series on uh, Hulu. It has uh, yielded tremendous rewards for me already. And, uh, hey, man, I'm still trying to figure out, are you CIA? What the <laughs> hell are you? <laughs> hey, and Maze, thanks. Uh, that was great. In fact, that docu-series, Being Blago, hit number two on Hulu. And you, you've got really? it. It did, and it's made a lot of noise. And Maze, thanks for uh, being your honesty and transparency, and for taking the time uh, to be a part of this docu series. But Maze, man, again, this could have been so much more worse. Uh, and I'm glad that you are safe. But tell us about what happened the other day. You were carjacked. You know what, Mark? I'm, so let me just tell you. First of all. Before I even get into this, you know, the whole process, the whole description of it, everywhere I went to the police department, everything, the words were victim, 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 victim. And I got to, just before I even get go any further, just thank you to my God. Uh, I am not a victim. I am a victor. I came out of this situation. As you have said, it could have gone so much worse. Uh, we've seen stories. But last week, uh, I'd come, uh, last uh, Tuesday, I went back to my office because I had forgotten to give my assistant uh, her keys. And so after I had dropped off the keys, I was parked at northbound facing on 24th and State uh, when I was hit from behind with a, by a, a, a uniform truck. Uh, so I, I saw the truck out of my rearview mirror, and I was kind of pissed off. But I got out to look at the damage, and as I was looking to assess the damage, uh, a young white gentleman jumps out of the car, uh, who turns out to be Mr. Nixon. Uh, and as I'm assessing the damage, uh, he jumps into my car. Wow. Now, i got to be honest with you. So let me first be grateful that so many of these carjackings start with a violent attempt. I was fortunate that he did not have a gun or that he did not present a gun. But... I got to tell you, I was completely disarmed because I was hit by what looked like a work truck. And on the south side of Chicago, a white guy jumps out of the car. Uh, Mark, he jumps, I mean, he hops out of the work vehicle. And so my intent was to get his insurance so that we could exchange and keep on moving. Now, mind you, I was two blocks away from the Chicago police station. The guy jumps in my car. I look at him, I'm saying to myself, what are you doing in my car? I don't think it really dawned on me that he was really attempting to steal my car until I see him start messing with the the gear shift, at which point he turns to me and he says, I'm sorry, man, the apocalypse is coming, so I've got to steal your car. I'm like, the hell? So I jump in the car and I start fighting with him and I'm trying to pull him out of the car and I'm punching him and pulling him and I'm trying and I finally get my arms around him and I'm trying to pull him out of the car. The only thing I can grab is his hair. So I've got two fistfuls of his hair 
oh. wrapped around my fist as I'm trying to pull him out of the car. He, he never lets go of the steering wheel. All of a sudden, Mark, and I know this sounds crazy, but his hair rips out in my hands. And as his hair rips out in my hands, he hits the gas. I'm trying to hold on. He pulls off. I fall down. He slams the door and peels off in my car. Uh, a little, maybe about an hour and a half later. And, and Mark, I got to tell you, uh, I know you got a conservative audience, uh, but I got to let you know that Please. I am a true believer mm-hmm. uh, in the power of God. Yes. And so, as the car was peeling off. I was pretty confident that I had insurance, and so I was like, I'll get a new car. I actually thought to myself, man, now that he's stolen it, just drive it off a cliff because the way car with, with uh, under this Biden administration, inflation has gone through the roof, so my car has more value than when I bought. Right? So I'm like, I can get a new car. And then, but the big thing in my mind was my computer, which had all of my information over the last 10 years, was on it, and I had just gotten a, an update that says, you have not backed up your computer for 246 days. Oof. And all I could think was, I have lost all of that information. Well, by the time I got home, I was sitting down with my wife. And as I sat at the kitchen table to unwind or just to decompress, I realized that my uh, computer bag that I thought was in the car was actually in the house because I had come home uh, but forgotten to give my assistant the keys. So I go into the bag, pull out my computer. Shameless plug for Apple and I uh, find my iPhone. I click find my iPhone. And, and and as I click find my iPhone, the phone pops up. I call the Aurora Police Department. This is something that you'll rarely, if ever, hear me say. I was grateful to the police department because in spite of everything that I have probably talked about, said, and talked about them about, the Aurora Police Department treated me with a level of dignity and respect that I could never have imagined. Mm-hmm. Uh, they stayed on the phone with me for 20 minutes as they worked with me to track my phone via iPhone. Literally, I heard them when they found my car and five minutes later when they, they apprehended the suspect. Uh, but I got to tell you, man, I, I, I really... I never would have imagined. I could have told you how I planned to deal, deal with the carjacking. I thought that I would be able to get to my weapon and be able to shoot um, and, you know, take out a carjacker. And I'll also tell you my misconception of what a carjacker or who a carjacker is. That's right. But let me just tell you, I am grateful, uh, and I am thankful to my Lord and Savior and thankful to God because this could have gone so much differently. Uh, and, and if you think about it, that same day, a young man from the University of Chicago was killed in a carjacking. The crime in Chicago is out of control, and we've got to find somebody who can talk about it without being fearful of getting canceled. No, that's right. We're talking to Mays Jackson, host of the Mays Jackson Show on WBGX 1570 AM. And Mays, not only was this individual uh, caught, but he has now been charged with vehicular hijacking, correct? Charged with vehicular hijacking, um, again, shout out to the Aurora Police Department and even the Chicago Police Department because they did all of the work, uh, and to the state's attorney's office, who uh, often has caught flack for not prosecuting, but has actually prosecuted in this case. And so uh, he is on 80000 He's got an $80,000 bond. Next court date is in Skokie on November 19th. 
which just happens to be the same day as our telethon that I sure hope that you and, and Rod will be at. Mark. Uh, absolutely. Well, Mays, thank you for sharing your story. I know this has been all over the press and you've probably had a lot of press requests, but um, I, I appreciate you coming on the show today to talk about this experience. And we are so grateful um, that nothing worse happened and that you are here today to tell us this story. So Mays, again, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Mark. And uh, hey, Mark, you know, anytime you call, I'm there, man. Every time you've called, you've never called me and, and not delivered on what you said. So I'll always be here for you too, my man. Thank you. I appreciate you. And Red Velvet, hey, man. Hey. Stay up back there, bro. You hey. stay up, dog. Hey, wait, wait. Hey, listen, I should. I'm, it's an honor to meet you today. Dan Prof told me you're the rare, one of the rare people on the left that I should have called into your show because I can have a conversation with you and it will happen someday soon. Oh, well, let's make it happen. You know what I'm saying? I believe in free speech. I believe that we've got to share ideas. I uh, grew up in a very conservative household, and so uh, I tell some uncomfortable truths a lot of times. So I'm happy to talk all the time. How the hell do you think me and Mark Vargas got to be friends? I still don't know if he's in the CIA or the (laughs) DEA or what the hell he is. He's the man of mystery. He's the man man. of mystery. (laughs) He is the man of mystery. Hey, guys, thank you so much for having me today, and if ever I can be of service, don't hesitate to call me. Mark, I got to see you and the governor back next Friday at the at the telethon, man. We need you. All right, brother. Thanks, Mays. That was Mays Jackson, host of the Mays Jackson Show on WGB, WBGX 1570 AM. Verlon, what an incredible story. A guy who's talking about carjackings on his radio show and then him gets carjacked himself but again that story could have been a lot worse i know we've got some calls on the line we will get to that coming up next 312-642-5600 give us a call this is black and right with john anthony uh, on am 560 the answer welcome to black and right on am 560 the answer with john anthony obviously i am, I am not john anthony i am mark vargas and i am filling in today and i am joined in studio live with the troublemaker red velvet verlon galloway red. Red. red velvet you know baby. what you that, know that's what? that's sticking mark i think you started something because black people i think they like that name red velvet i'm, I'm getting it on my taxes i think people like it we're on to something man <laughs> we're on to something but we're gonna go to the call we're going to go to philip in blue island philip welcome to black and right hey what's up mark did i meet you on the boat on the boat yes yes Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I didn't think you liked me too much, but anyway. Uh, oh, not true, Velvet. man. That's not true. Not true. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, straighten me out. Straighten me out. Uh, let me say this. I, I um, every time I talk to John, and the short while I've been knowing him, I don't think there's been one occasion that he has not mentioned his children. That's and right. to understand what's going on now, I think he was I don't know, somehow being prepared. For, for what's going on. So uh, I'm going to try to make the service. I'm definitely going to donate. But, uh, and then even now he's just this strong image of a father that, that, that's rarely seen, especially going through the midst of what he's going through. So uh, I'm going to continue to pray for the brother and, and, 
and definitely um, uh, try to be of a physical support. So I'm going to try to make it there Tuesday. Um, so that, that was basically it. Uh, you know, the, the carjacking thing, wow, you know, it's depressing enough. And then you got um, Verlon in the studio. So I'm superly depressed at, at those two things right there. So uh, I, I don't know, you know, you need to really check the company you keep there, Mark. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I'm just going gonna, gonna to ignore all of that. See, uh, I, I like you. I love it. I like you again, Philip. <laughs> no, we had a we know. Listen, we had a substantive conversation, and you know the point is we don't always have to agree on anything. But guess what? We you can still be friends. And Philip, I enjoyed that conversation. Hopefully, I don't have to wait till the next boat party to see you. But listen, right, I know right, right. I know that John is listening, and um, I, I'm getting messages from him uh, live okay. on air, and so I I know this means the world to him. But thank you for taking the time. To call Philip, and we're going to go to Jim in South Elgin. Jim, you're on Black and Right. Hey, how, two of my favorite guys. How's everybody doing today? How's it going? Good, Jim. Good. Thank you for filling in. I know it's a sad time, and uh, I'll be there Tuesday for sure. But um, I wanted to bring up people maybe not have heard, but the FBI raided uh, James O'Keefe's uh, home. Yes. They busted down the door. They took his phone, all the stuff, and within like an hour. The New York Times had information that they got from this FBI raid, and they're they're blasting it in articles and things. So, the FBI has got some problems here. We want to respect law and order, but when they do things like this, we got some issues to take care of. It's really uh, disturbing. All this overkill. It's kind of like when they went to uh, Roger Stone's house with all That's these right. guys, seven-year-old guy, just overkill. This is a problem with certain parts of our government. No, you're absolutely right. And if you remember this, Jim. Who had the tip-off that Roger Stone at 6 o'clock in the morning there was going to be a pre-dawn raid with 28 SWAT team members, amphibious vehicles in the intracoastal waterway behind his house, divers in the water in case he was going to make an underwater escape? And who had the exclusive on that entire raid but CNN? News Network, yep. And and this is, this is not a mistake. This is on purpose, um, but absolutely. I mean, this is just... Make, showing a pattern to the American people of how uh, these these guys operate and who they're colluding with. But, uh, Jim, we appreciate your call, appreciate the support. And we're going to go to Candace in Mount Pleasant. Candace, welcome to Black and Right. Oh, thanks for taking my call. Hi, Verlon. Hey, how you doing, Candace? Long time no hear from. Um, I, well, that was a really good interview last week with Philip, although I don't agree with him on everything, but... I do agree that John often does talk about his children, and he did mention several times that his kids were really struggling with the COVID mandates by the governor, and so I really pray for him. I will pray for him, and I definitely um, spread the GoFundMe page, and we'll get to that. So, But uh, I tell you, that that is so tragic. I'm so upset by it, and I really, I, I really hope that it wasn't, because of that but man i'll tell you what if i was a parent and it was i don't know righteous anger you know that's all i could say righteous anger candace you're absolutely right and i think we're just beginning to see the impacts of the pandemic and the stay-at-home orders and sheltering in place and mask mandates and the hyper how this has become so political we're just beginning to see the impacts on people particularly children and you know this the tough part about this is it leads to a life tonight and i told john this and and we can't play the blame game because it leads to a lifetime of questions with no answers but i know that 
he is committed, and I'm committed right alongside him. And I know you are, Verlon, and, and all of you listening on this show, we are committed to standing up for our children, standing up for our freedoms, and we're going to take this tragic situation and we're going to turn it into something good. And count me in. You're listening to Black and Right with John Anthony. We'll be right back. I'm nice with the flow. Just like the demeanor. my And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer with John Anthony. I am not John Anthony. I am Mark Vargas, and I am guest hosting today. And joining me live in studio is the troublemaker, Red Velvet Verlon Galloway. Verlon. Oh, my God. You, you, you guys are going to make me smile. But you know what? I have to get back on a serious note. You know, like I said before, it was an honor to meet Maze Jackson and, and what he went through. You know, puts me in the mindset of the same thing Eric Dyson went through, but they have a totally different mentality. Now, to piggyback off of what uh, May said, now it, he had the he had the mindset of grabbing his gun and taking care of business. But if he would have done that, the media would have made him the bad guy because here in Illinois, you have the duty to retreat, and the bad guy would have been the good guy. You know how they do in the media. So I'm glad Mays didn't do what he did. And then on on the other side of the coin, you have Eric Dyson that said it's better that those black lives that basically carjacked him and robbed him were alive. That's why he didn't call the police. If, if, if uh, you know, the, the left believes if you call the police, you're doing the wrong thing. But Mays, he called the police. He was treated great. They caught the guy. And now the guy's going to end up doing some time. So you have to put in comparison what the left believes in and what you believe in. What's right and what's wrong? Do you believe in the Eric Dyson or do you believe in the Mays Jackson? And I believe in the Mays Jackson, you know, and, and, and then you got this mayor. Now you think about that. Okay. Lawlessness. What happened to Mays? Then you have this mayor, Lori Lightfoot, that lets Black Lives Matter tear up downtown. And the only way she sees to stop these people from committing rioting and looting and lawlessness is to raise the bridge, not to go after these people that I know is video cameras everywhere watching them loot and plunder, but not to prosecute, not to prosecute, just like every other mayor in Seattle, you know, in Portland, and all these other Democrat mayors that I know, they have videotape of these people robbing business owners 534 times throughout the whole summer, throughout the, throughout this year. They want to focus on January 6th, but 534 times, they won't do anything about these looters and plunderers. You know what they are? mostly peaceful protesters, you know, and, and now you got to think about that. And then you got this guy on trial Rittenhouse that did the right thing, but yet he's the vigilante. He's the active shooter. He's the guy that just crossed state lines for no reason, which he has a stepfather that lives there. He used to work there, but he's the bad guy. I hate to break this up when Verlon's on a uh, roll, but uh, we got somebody who wants to say hi. Oh, okay. All right. Let's do it. What's up, bud? Hello. What's up, Mark Vargas? Oh, John my Anthony. John Anthony, brother. I was going to say welcome to Black and Right, but you are Black and Right, baby. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I got I had to call in because when I heard the Red Velvet song, it brought. I just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that brings joy to you. That's <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> it's sticking, man. It's sticking, John. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. I, I think Verlon has a new nickname. I'm oh, sorry. Red that's it. <laughs> John, even Mays, he called him and he said, hey, in Red Velvet. It's stuck just like that. <laughs> I, heard, I heard that. I just wanted to call in and say thank you, Mark, for filling in. You've been more than a brother, um, you know, throughout this time that me and my family are dealing with. Um, and I just wanted to just call in and say thank you and Verlon for filling in. And my buddy Hawk Daddy that's on the board. Uh, and just my my entire AM five sixty family, they, you know, everybody's been been so great to so gracious and great to us. And you know, I'm feeling the prayers. My family's feeling the prayers. It's, we we weren't expecting this, and uh, I just want to say thank you. So everybody that's listening, everybody that that that's reached out, everybody that's brought a, a food food to the house. Uh, we we haven't been back to our house since it happened. And, you know, we, we just, I, I really want to thank my brother and uh, sister, Nisha and Wes Shrinko, for opening up their house uh, and walking. It really helped us heal in so many ways. And um, just everybody that sent text, um, such a, such a, such an amazing, amazing deal. We're not going to, we're not going to treat this as a funeral per se. So I hope to see any and every Tuesday, we're going to send my son home. This is a home going service, and we we just I just want to invite everybody out. If you can't make it, I'm going to see if our church can live stream it because I want people to really understand and know, you know, who John Wesley Christianity, I mean Christian Anthony was, and we affectionately know knew him as John Boy. So thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you guys. John, we love you, brother. I wish you all the best yeah. and every comfort, and I'll be there for you. Yeah, and Mark, thanks so much for sharing the GoFundMe. My wife and I really didn't feel comfortable sharing that to GoFundMe because I don't know. I just, I just this, that's just who we are as people. Uh, capitalizing on someone's death, we just we didn't feel comfortable with it. That's why we didn't create it. Uh, others have created them for us, and um, we got a long way to go. And I, I'm not going to be able to. My wife, my kids, my five girls: Jada, Kirsten, Kylie, Karis, and Jariah. We're going to need the love and support of everybody that listens to this show and everybody that's in this, in this state. And across. I've, I've gotten people from all over the world sending, um, you know, heartfelt wishes to our family. So it's been, it's been quite a journey thus far. Listen, John, e pluribus unum, out of many, yes. one. And yes. we're, we're all rallying behind you and Deborah. We love you. Uh, we support you. We're here, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, man. A call yeah. or a text away. I will. I'll let you guys get back to the show. You guys are doing a great job. Um, have fun, guys. It, you know what, John? Today it's black and brown, baby. Because That's right. <laughs> it's gonna, and it's you gonna ain't be black, black and brown next week. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, it's going to be black and brown next week when we're headed up with Reg and Scott Cashman's group. That's right. Trump Towers. I'm really, I'm really, I will be there. I'm really excited. Um, to, to really to really continue. Look, I, I feel like I'm Nehemiah right now. You know, we still got work to do, and and, and I'm going to push and make sure people know who my son was, but also continue to defend and, and, and protect, you know, the greatest nation to ever be founded, United States of America. That's right. Well, John, thanks for listening to your own show, brother, number one. <laughs> hey, greatest show ever, right? And that's the greatest show in the history of radio, and thanks for calling in it means a lot and the phone lines are blowing up people want to just share some love for you but we love you john we love deborah we love your whole family and um 
keep listening, brother, and, and stay strong. I love you guys. Thank you. Love Thank you, brother. Thank you, guys. All right. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer with John Anthony. I am not John Anthony. I am Mark Vargas, guest hosting today, and I am joined live in studio. And he's he's shaking his head already because he knows what's coming up next with the troublemaker, Red Velvet, Verlon Galloway. Red. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I guess that's going to be my theme song. But um, you know what? It was so good to hear John's voice. You know, that that helps me know that he's not, you know, just totally in depression right now. I know he's depressed, but he's not totally suffering from depression. He he helped uplift me just by speaking, calling in and speaking to us right then. Amen. Yeah, it's uh, I was trying to hold back a little bit. It was tough that knot in my throat. But, I heard uh, it. But it was good to have John call in. And we've got several other calls that we're going to get to. Amish and Huntley, welcome to Black and Right. Right. Hello. I'm a sexer, uh, taking this uh, moment to wish my sincere condolences. Thank you for putting out the GoFundMe. I wish I could do more, but unfortunately, I think Verlon knows that I got issues with my own two special needs kids that I'm, I'm going through. But I'll tell you, I mean, I, you can tell he's a family man. You can tell family is utmost importance to him. And I just want to say, I, I, I wish God saving grace and in Jesus' name, that uh, send all the blessings, the strength of God and our Lord and Savior Jesus to him and his whole family through this difficult time. Thank you. Thank you, Amish. We're going to go to yep. Eduardo Midway. Eduardo, welcome to Black and Right. Yeah, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, your show is such an upgrade from the previous show I was just listening to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just talking about some nonsense, uh, Jonathan Carr and all that. But um, yeah, it's great to hear uh, John's voice. Uh, my deepest sympathies. Um, hopefully, things will get better. Um, this is this is why I like this show because and and uh, at the Freedom Summit, it was so great seeing everybody. Uh, everybody's so friendly. It feels like like a second family. It's it's very good that uh, that uh, you have the opportunity to uh, you know have this here because here in Chicago, I mean, Oh my God, it's so liberal here. You don't, you know, you think there aren't any, any conservatives here and all that, but it's, it's, it's really great to hear that there's somebody, uh, and a different voice out there. Well, Eduardo, appreciate that very much and, um, appreciate your support and for calling in. And, uh, we hope to talk to you again here real soon. We've got another caller, Mark, Mark from downtown. Mark, welcome to black and right. Hello, uh, Mark Vargas and the Red Velvet. Oh. <laughs> uh, What's I, up, Mark? If you, if you, if you want to see the Red Velvet, I just posted on Twitter on uh, Verlon's page. You can see a photo of him in his Red Velvet suit from last week at the uh, Freedom Summit. That's right. And uh, I also posted on Mark Vargas's comments on his Facebook page. So we got to get this out there that the, the Red Velvet man, because this, this is a big thing. It's going viral right now. Oh. So. Hey, Mark, we got about 35 seconds left, my, my friend. All right, and my thoughts are with John Anthony. Quick shout-out, We uh, Thursday night we had the Freedom Initiative, and you can read about that. But uh, coming up on the 20th, 
Uh, John Anthony is going to be doing a show. You just mentioned it over there at the Trump Tower. There's going to be 500 policemen learning to be judges. So it's a big event and uh, put on by Nick Richmond and Matrix Home Solutions. And uh, I'm going to be out there, too. And I just wanted to give a shout out for that. There's so much going on. Mark Vargas for Lon. You guys are doing a great job. And I'm looking forward to seeing John Anthony back in the studio soon. Absolutely. Yes. Thanks, uh, Mark, for that call. And uh, you're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer with John Anthony. I am clearly not John Anthony. I am guest hosting Mark Vargas and joining me live in studio. And he's going to hate this. The troublemaker, Red Velvet, Verlon Galloway. That's it, man. It's stuck. You know, when I played sports in high school, they they always told me you can't pick your nickname. So when they give it to you, it sticks. You got to live with it. You got to live with it. Well, you know, we've we're having fun. We're having serious moments. We're honoring uh, John Anthony's son, John W. Anthony. But we've also got some other topics that are important to discuss as it relates to here in Chicago and, and in Illinois and. No better person to talk about that than our next guest. He is the former CEO of the Chicago Public Schools and former uh, mayoral candidate in Chicago, Mr. Paul Vallis. Uh, Paul, before you answer, before you respond, I have to introduce you the right way. Shock jock, Paul <laughs> Vallis. <laughs> Paul, welcome to Black and Right, my friend. How are you? Fine. Thank you for having me, and and my deep, deep, deep uh, condolences on on the loss um, of of uh, Mr. Anthony's son. I, I lost my son two years ago, and it's uh, and you you never fully recover from it. In fact, you never recover from it, and it's uh, it, it's a really uh, it's a. I just want on behalf of my family, I want to express my deep condol my my deepest condolences, and and. Uh, if you ever uh, need to have anyone ever need to talk to anybody about it, really don't hesitate uh, to to reach out to us. Paul, th- thank you, and I and I know that your family has experienced a tragedy like this as well, and so I, I appreciate your your transparency and willingness to talk to John and and to others. Um, you know the pain the pain that a, a, a parent feels um, when you lose a child, but you know, um, Paul. You know, how, what do we do? And I've been I, I love your Facebook uh, page, your social media pages, because you are just hitting the nail on the head every single time. And I, I wanted to start this off with just talking about, man, the crime, the crime, the crime, the crime. And I have to tell you, Paul, last night at about 1130 last night, I live in River North in Chicago, 1130 p.m. I hear machine gun fire. And I went to my citizen or my citizen app, and I discovered that there was a drive-by shooting in River North. Multiple shell casings on the on the on the, on the ground. They sealed off the entire street there 
And it was just unbelievable to hear this rapid, rapid gunfire and a car squealing as uh, getting away. But, Paul, how do we solve this crime issue that's getting worse, not better? Well, you know, look, look there's no there's no substitute for getting at the the underlying uh, causes of crime. Uh, you know, and, and I always preface my remarks by saying that, because when I talk about law and order, I talk about providing the police with the resources and support that they need talking about holding the courts accountable, just not the state's, just not the state's attorney, just not Kim Fox, but the judges accountable for, for this, um, um, this uh, early release policy, allowing felons to hit the street uh, uh, on very, very light bails, or for that matter, not going after some of the petty crime, which sometimes creates conditions for the more serious crime. Uh, you know, I, I always say, obviously, you've got to focus on the failed education system, uh, you know, on, on the fact that uh, individuals, uh, when they are released into the community, uh, after having served uh, their time, um, you don't have the uh, uh, adult education and occupational training programs for them. Uh, you know, this, despite the plethora of of issues that are out there, or for that matter, the federal funding that is available and has been available for years. And clearly, you've got to get the, at the underlying root causes. But that said and done, uh, there's no substitute for arresting individuals who break the law and and incarcerating those for long periods of time uh, who are who are violent offenders. And we are in effect not doing that. And it's happening. It's happening for two reasons. Uh, the first reason is we have systematically degraded the police department, not filling vacancies, uh, destroying the concept of beat integrity, where you have cops on the beat uh, who are known to the community and who know the community uh, by gutting the detectives division, by, by having a strategy that is an absolute disaster. And then, of course, not only passing state laws, but passing, uh, but uh, you know, the city imposing the type of restrictions on proactive policing, and in some cases, the, the state seems to be inclined to criminalize proactive policing, where the police are just not going to take the risks when there are consequences and when their employment can be jeopardized. So we clearly have have I have systematically degraded um, our public safety resources, and then you have the courts. I mean, Fox cannot to distinguish between violent offenders and nonviolent offenders and the, the number of individuals who have hit the street uh, who are who um, with felony convictions and in some cases a long list of felony convictions I mean it's at record level uh, CWB uh, uh, just reported that this year alone I think there are now uh, there there are over 50 well over 50 instances were were someone uh, uh, either on an ankle bracelet or or released on bail uh, for a serious felony, uh, either shot at somebody, shot and killed somebody, or attempted to kill somebody by other means. So, I mean, what in the hell are we doing here? Well, well Mr. So Vallis, Mr. Vallis, yeah. I alluded to this the last hour. You know, I was having at Freedom Summit. I was having a, de- a little debate on uh, C-SPAN mm-hmm. a little bit when I had the microphone with Charles Love, and he has this philosophy of just give the left their argument. 
Okay, well, my only argument with that is how do you get from A, because he says give them their argument and let's solve the problem. How do you solve the problem, get from A to C, when you can't get, get past B? We have a mayor. Right. That, like I keep saying, plays footsie with Black Lives Matter. Let them tear up downtown. Let them loot. Because we are of this victim mentality, whereas though, say if, like like my, Eric Michael Dyson, if I call the police, this black life might perish by the hands of the police. So he's automatically making himself a victim plus the criminal a victim. But you have someone like Mays Jackson that wanted to defend himself. But in here in, in Illinois, like I was saying last hour, we have the duty to retreat. So he will be the bad guy if he defends himself. So how do we solve problems when in the media and the narrative of the left, which Lori Lightfoot is of the left is just be a victim. Just get your head kicked in, whatever. Do not take that life, even if they're trying to take your life. Just like Rittenhouse. Just like what Rittenhouse is going through right now. People do not understand the difference between right, right and wrong. So what what would you do to solve that problem? How do you get from A to C? Well, you know, I, I've always felt, because I've been in controversial uh, appointed positions in the past, like when the mayor took over the Chicago Public Schools in 1995. You know, the problem is, it's incumbent upon our leaders to educate the public as to the realities of the situation. For example, uh, you can have a strong police department and have a progressive agenda that gets at the root causes of violence in the community. Uh, they just don't have the skills to determine, to, to distinguish, uh, you know, to, you know, to, um, they don't have the skills to articulate how that can be done. Let me give you a simple example. The, the Chicago Police Department, uh, we spend, when you look at all the money that the mayor controls, we actually only spend about 7% of our budget on public safety. You know, they always look at the corporate budget, which is a budget that focuses only on public safety and certain uh, community-based programs. But the, the entire budget, the entire city budget, the, the budget that the mayor controls is like oh, in excess of $26 billion dollars. And we're spending $1.9 billion on police. Um, and, uh, but then on the flip side, you have hundreds, you have the, the Chicago Public Schools, for example. The Chicago Public Schools have a budget of $9.3 billion. They're spending yeah. $28,000 per pupil. Do they have an extended day program? Do they have an extended year program? Do they have a work study program like the, like the Catholic school uh, Crystal Ray has, where you can put these teenagers, you can get them into work study, even paid work study. You can get them off the street, engage uh, in, in, in the work environments where they'll be safe and secure, surrounded by uh, the, uh, you know, the, the best role models in the community, which are men and women. So you can have both. You can have. You can, you can invest in an aggressive public safety policy that, that gets dan- the dangerous criminals off the street and gives them long sentences and is aggressive about uh, prosecuting people who violate gun laws. And you can also have the type of progressive programs that can g- get these high school kids engaged, keep them out of the clutches of the gangs, uh, you know, have the type of initiatives that take these individuals in the community who have been previously incarcerated and to get them into the adult ed and the occupational training and uh, programs that can kind of reintegrate them uh, uh, into the economy. But they're not doing that. There's just a lack of vision. And when there's that lack of vision and lack of skills, you resort to suddenly blaming uh, your inability to solve crime on structural racism or historical racism, or, or you suddenly begin 
to, decline, to, to, to describe serious violent crime as a public health issue. Excuses. That's, that's, right. that's what they are, excuses. Paul, Paul, we've got so much more to discuss coming up yeah. next, but we're talking to Paul Vallis, and he'll be joining us up next. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Take a look in the the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about it's black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer maybe i'm foolish welcome back to black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer i am not john anthony i am mark vargas filling in today and joining me live in studio is the troublemaker and red velvet verlon galloway oh boy there we go again. This tro- this uh, nickname is going to stick. But uh, continuing our conversation and joining us on the line is the former CEO of Chicago Public Schools and former Chicago mayoral candidate, Paul Vallis. Paul, you know, I was shocked. Shocked, I think, is the word to, to describe when I learned through the press that the Civilian Office of Police Accountability recommend released their report, which recommended that... Ella French, the Selene police officer who is who died in the line of duty, that she receive a suspension for her botched raid. And so, you know, it begs the question, number one, do they just not care? Or number two, did they not even recommend or recognize her name when finalizing this report and releasing it? Just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what an outrage. First of all, the, you know, the suspension itself was so ridiculous and so silly, some silly violations of rules. But the point is, I mean, did they even read the report? Did they even read the recommendations? Or as you you said, you know, um, uh, did he even recognize her name? That won't be the first time that the superintendent uh, uh, forgot her name or at least misnamed her. So it's just both culpa. I mean, shame on them. And, you know, these are the type of things that simply undermine morale. There is no confidence in the leadership of the Chicago Police Department among rank and file officers. Look at what they're doing right now. You know, they, they tried to make the, they, they, they canceled days off this weekend because they want uh, as many police officers on the street uh, uh, um, because they're trying to keep the murder rate below 800. Of course, they use the excuse that they're preparing for the, the Rittenhouse decision, which, of course, hasn't, I don't even think it's, it hasn't even gone to the jury yet. I mean, who are they trying to, the, to, uh, to kid? This is all designed, I mean, they have no strategy for restoring beat integrity or to expanding the uh, police presences in the community, community policing. Their strategy is a failure. So all they do is, is cancel days off or uh, extend the, the, the workday hours and and simply, you know, deploy officers in mass to sit in their cars, flashing lights. They call them scarecrow patrols, trying to keep the murder rate down so the mayor doesn't finish the year with 800 murders. Well, guess what? Over the last 12 months, over the last 12 months, over the, over the last year, year being measured in the last 12 months, there have been over 800 murders. So this is just the the morale of of the police department right now has never been lower and it's because they really believe that the, the, the superintendent, the first deputy, his, exec, his leadership team do not have their back. And, and the uh, Ella French uh, 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 fiasco 
uh, allowing her to be like suspended um, retroactively or uh, uh, is uh, it's simply an outrage. And well, that just reinforces the negative view they have of their leadership. Well, I'm going to tell you like this, uh, Paul, unlike you and Mark, I'm more cynical than you are. I think it's intentional because this city and the left has a deep seated hate for the officers that keep us safe every day. Okay, now, so I so that leads me to my question. You know, I, I hear a lot of power in your voice. I hear a lot of issues, and I hear a lot of ideas. Um, are we looking at someone else jumping into the race? You know, we have one candidate already, the leader of the um, the police union. What about you? <laughs> well, you know, look, you know, you never say never, but in order to win these races, you have to have the financial support at the end of the day. If you remember, when I ran against uh, Rahm Emanuel before he dropped out, there were five people in the race, Lightfoot, me, Willie Wilson, uh, who's, who's a very, very good personal friend, uh, and, of course, McCarthy at, at end of the race. And Willie and I were, like, neck and neck for second. And, and none of us, uh, nobody uh, had enough, uh, uh, had a high enough percentage to get into, uh, to, to avoid a runoff. So there was going to be a runoff. And in a runoff, I would have decisively be, beaten Ron. But then, of course, Ron got out of the race. And then what? A dozen other people entered the race. But, 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 uh, but, 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 okay. You talking about the past. Lori Lightfoot is an abject failure. She has failed. I mean, every issue she's ever championed, she's failed. And she does not have the support of the left. That's why she plays footsie with the left. That's why she won't fight back right, against Black Lives Matter because of what happened to the, that raid that happened to the lady that was, uh, that was naked. So you, you, you got to remember, she does not have the support that she had. So if you think about running this time and it's only you, the FOP president, I think you have a great chance. Well, you know, again, you've got to have the financial resources to do that because you remember what happened last time. Bailey got in the race. Chico got in the race. Suddenly the business community, uh, you know, they gave Daly $8 million, $8 million, you know what I mean? And then Chico had $4 million. And then you had, I mean, you just, people flood into the race. Uh, they come in with a lot of money. You have multiple candidates. Look, I am doing the things that I'm doing, not because I'm gearing up to run. I've been commenting on these issues and making recommendations and suggestions. If you remember when the, the teacher struck, when, when Lightfoot uh, first became mayor early on, I, I defended her, and I thought she was going to uh, stand up to the teachers' union when they struck in her first year. So, so I just haven't been all criticism, but clearly she's lost control of the city. She is totally ineffective. She inherited a major mess from Rahm Emanuel, but she has made things significantly worse. And I'm not so sure she's even going to run again. But if she does run again, oh, there's going to be a run. Don't, don't believe that. That's right. Don't believe that. that yeah. Paul, we've got about two minutes left, but I wanted to yeah. talk to you real quick about the academic damage to, to our students during this pandemic. I just wanted you to comment on that. Well, look, clearly there's been academic damage. And, these, uh, you know, the state was talking about the significant damage done across the state without taking responsibility. I'm I mean, uh, Pritzker mandated that all the children be masked, but yet he didn't mandate last year uh, when the science supported the reopening of schools. He didn't mandate that all the schools fully reopen. So the damage that has been done is seen in this, the test scores. The damage has, that's been done is seen in the violence. Do you realize that 20 times the number of kids have been killed during COVID uh, have been killed, have been murdered? 
as opposed to uh, the, the number that have died from COVID. And this year alone, there have been no student deaths from COVID, yet there's 53 dead children and 318 shots. So the damage has been done. And, and one final point, the damage is also reflected in the plummeting enrollment. There are tens of thousands of additional teenagers on the street committing crimes, uh, just basically lost to the system, 49% of the carjacking arrests, 17 years and younger, uh, 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 9% of the shootings, 17 years and younger, committing the, uh, the shootings, 8% of the murder, uh, the rest for murders, teenagers, 17, 17 years and younger. So clearly the, the damage has been irreparable and we're going to be suffering the consequences for generations. Well, I want to tell you something, Paul. Just remember something from me to you. Once someone gets a taste of power, they never want to give it up. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to have to take someone to take her out of power. So just remember that. If you're the best choice, do it. Well, thank you very much. And, and you're right. I, I, mean, I mean, you're probably right. I, I just look at her polls and, and look at the, the – I'll tell you, this budget clearly is designed to be an election year budget because very quickly, this, this budget squanders – uh, uh, the, the the literally six billion dollars in COVID money that this city has received uh, uh, since the federal government began providing the additional funding, and after the election, it's all going to be gone, and we're going to be facing a catastrophic cliff. So, you know, I don't know who would want to be mayor. That's that's right. <laughs> who would want to be mayor? Paul Vallis, it's always an honor to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us here on Black and Right, and hope to have you back again soon, Paul. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. Again, that was Paul Vallis. You're listening to Black and Right. We will be right back with Red Velvet coming up next. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right with John Anthony. I am not John Anthony. I am Mark Vargas, guest co-hosting today and joining me live. You ain't black. That's right. I'm brown, baby. I'm brown. This is black and brown today. And joining me live in studio is the troublemaker and red velvet, Verlon Galloway. Verlon, thanks again for joining me here in studio. Anytime, man. Anytime. And time does go quick, doesn't it? It does. It's two hours. not enough. I think John needs a third hour. He does need a third hour. We'll, we'll, we'll all lobby for a third hour of black and white, man, because there's just so much to talk about. And listen, we've got some I mean, calls. if you have another job I could have, we can do it once. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, George. Thank you, George. You know, uh, speaking of George, we're going to go to George in Will County. George is on the line. George, my friend, welcome to black and white. Thanks, Mark having me on and um you know i, I want to first say how my family and our hearts go out to john and deborah over this this loss and this is something that no parent you know could ever prepare for or expect and, you know I, i'm on my way to go spend some time with them right now and just you know it's i tell you there are no words you know to even cover the situation that he's dealing with and the only thing we could do is be there for that's right be there for him and uh, send our prayers their way because they feel the prayers. And I know uh, he enjoyed seeing you the other night, George, as well. I mean, you you literally had a mic drop moment at the 
Freedom Initiative, now Illinois Patriots event, uh, this just a couple of days ago. Yeah, so, you know, well, it's about energizing the folks and letting them know what really needs to happen. And you, everybody is always asking about rallies and protests, but we never, you know, as Jonathan T. Gillum had stated, we never give a marching order. You know, when, you know, the time that I served in the military, even in law enforcement, we had specific orders that we had carried out. You know, if there was, you know, something that was going on, we just didn't go out on patrol or just be in an area just to be there. We had standing orders to, you know, actually go out and, and do what needs to be done. So that's that's what we did. We wanted to make sure that every single person that attended the Freedom Summit, uh, the Illinois Patriot event, that they knew that coming there was not the end-all, be-all. It was what they would do after they walked out the door. That's right. That's right. Well, George, give John and Deborah and the family a big hug for us and let us let them know that um, we're all praying for them and we love them and we support them and we're here for them. So uh, give them a big hug and uh, we'll talk to you soon, George. Absolutely. If I can post one more thing. Sure. So next Saturday, next Saturday down at Trump Tower, there is an election judge training and you know, I, I, I we talked about this a little bit Thursday night, Veterans Day. We want people to show up. And right. I'm actually in contact with John Consera Jr. himself to try to encourage them. Because his trial, you know, his story, his hearing, I should say, starts this Monday at 11 a.m. So we're, you know, we want these police officers and their loved ones involved because they have, you know, they, they have been our, our line of defense on the street. That's right. But we also need them standing at our election polls and, and acting as election judges because we need to be able to change things around here in Illinois, and it starts in Chicago. You're, so, you're, folks, you're, if you're not doing anything, please go to the Responsibility and Government website and let's get this done. That's right, and I'm going to talk about this event as we before we close out the show as well, and I'll be speaking. John Anthony and I will be doing this show live at Trump Tower next Saturday. So, George, thanks for that plug, and we'll be talking about it uh, before you wrap up today. But we're going to go to former Illinois State Representative Ken Duncan. Ken, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, guys. How's it going, Ken? All right. Man, I'm hanging in there in a holding pattern here. Uh, Other than that, I said, you know, can I talk on the phone? She said, sure, no problem. So, yeah, I'm feeling a little chest pain. So I'm running tests right now, and I'm waiting on some of the results, actually the results, so. Uh, hope you feel better. We don't need to hear about nothing else bad. I know, right? Uh, so, yeah, I, I simply, first off, I, I wish I was there with you guys, literally, uh, because the, the last time I was, I had a great time. Uh, Vernon, you, you were on the phone, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 I was in the and, studio uh, with you. I was in the studio with you. Okay, all right. Okay, you, you know, it's, it's been a while. Uh, certainly, Mark, hearing your voice is, uh, and so certainly what you stand for and your principles, is refreshing. So, Thank uh, you, sir. I, but you know, I'm following the, you know, my kids' order. They said that just go to the hospital. I left a, an event earlier today, but uh, so the bottom line is, uh, with that support, brother, former state representative John Anthony, my good old former colleague who is doing this, so uh, you know, doing this thing in spite of uh, you know, the situation that's going on. So I wanted to really uh, applaud you guys. And tell you to keep your heads up. Uh, it's, it's certainly the right reason to be there, and you know, strong conservative voices, strong conservative black voices, need to be heard more in this state 
uh, on doing what's right for this country, quite frankly. So uh, I, I, that's what I believe. And I think the guests, uh, you guys, Bernie and Mark, uh, rocking and rolling. That's right. Much, well, much respect to you guys. Well, listen, we wish you were here in studio with us, Ken, but your health is more important and your kids are right. Go to the doctor, get that checked out, because we want you back here yeah. again in studio, uh, healthy and energetic and ready to go to battle with uh, those that don't uh, hold our principles. And so, uh, Ken, uh, get well. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I am not John Anthony. I am Mark Vargas. And joining me live here in studio is the troublemaker himself, Mr. Red Velvet. You know, today, Ron it, it's just Red Velvet. I, I, you guys have been beating it into my head. I'm Red Velvet until further notice. Sold, baby. He's sold. <laughs> you know, they, you know, they play Hail to the Chief when the Commander-in-Chief walks in. Yeah. Man, anytime you walk into a room now, man, they ought to be playing Red Velvet. I, I, you know what? You so know your many, theme song, You baby. know how many years I've been wanting a theme song? Uh, you got one now. <laughs> and you're welcome. Oh, thank you. You're, you're welcome. Let's let's take a call, Verline. Well, how about that? We're going to talk to Bob in Buffalo Grove. Bob, welcome to Black and Right. I just want to give you guys a shout out, Mark and uh, Verline. Verline knows me. We both met at um, Freedom Summit, had a great time. I posted some of my pictures on the various Twitter pages. I think uh, a few of them are on uh, Amy's um, uh, page, and I think uh, one of them references uh, to uh, Verline's web page. And I just also want to uh, share my sympathy with... um, with the passing of uh, John's uh, son, I posted something and a comment that uh, it is always sad to see a, a child precede uh, a parent. Yeah, I don't know how, how I could uh, uh, live with that if a child uh, preceded um, my passing. You're right, and um, uh, the pain and, and grief has got to be just unimaginable. But, Bob, your your calls... Your your thoughts and prayers and well wishes and support and comments on social media I know mean the world to the Anthony family because they are when they're when they need a, a moment of uplifting and they're feeling the prayers they'll go to these comments and read them and uh, it puts them in a better place so Bob thanks for your very kind words yeah have a great day and uh, hope to see you again at some other function and uh, Verlon knows me pretty well because I'm. Uh, a frequent caller to Amy's pro- Amy and Dan's program in, uh, in the morning. Well, shameless self-plug, make sure you listen to my show, too, uh, Bob, on <laughs> Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m., mark my words. But, uh, okay. We're not Come gonna on, t- man. Come on, man. We're not going to talk about that yeah, yeah. today because this is uh, John, and um, we're here to support John. But tune in to Mark My Words, That's right. 7 to 9. Uh, but, Bob, I look forward to seeing you around the circuit, seeing you on campus. Again, thanks for your call and for your well wishes uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Verlant, you know, there's another, there's another, I mean, there's few things that shock me. And one of them this week was obviously that what happened to COPA and, and how they issued a disciplinary action against slain police officer Ella French. That was shocking. But there was another article in the New York Post that I found just as shocking. And that is that a, this week, Verlant, a Black Lives Matter leader in New York City, vowed 
that there will be riots, fire, and bloodshed if Mayor-elect Eric Adams follow, follows through with his promise to bring back plainclothes anti-crime cops to battle New York's surge in violent crimes, calling for bloodshed, fire, and violence. Is that any different than what they do here? You know, they, they injured police here with ice bottles, lasers, blinding the police. Why should it be any different in any other major city? This is Black Lives Matter. This is their agenda since the beginning when they said uh, uh, pigs in the blanket, fry them like bacon. I'll never forget that. This is their calling card. And, and don't forget, if they don't get the judgment that they want, they're going to burn down Kenosha again. And they announced, and I said this on a Dan and Amy show months ago, if they don't get the conviction of those three guys in Georgia, they're going to burn down that quiet town in Georgia. They, this is their calling card. They're going to burn down your home. They're going to they're gonna hurt you. They may even kill you if they don't get what they want. That's Black Lives Matter. That's what this mayor plays footsie with. I'm not going to get off of it. This is who she, you know, she, she, you know, she pats him on the head and said, just, okay, we, we'll take care of you. We'll take care of you. Just, just calm down. Just calm down. And then when they're tired of calming down, guess what they're going to do? They're going to burn down your business. They're going to tear up downtown. Have you been downtown lately? Uh, every day. I live downtown. It's about a ghost town, right? Yeah. See, this is what, this is your future in New York. This is your future in Georgia, Atlanta. This is your future here, Chicago. And what's, and what's the common denominator? These are all Democratic-run and Democratic-controlled cities. That's right. Where we're seeing this surge in violence. And that's why the Chicago Sun-Times talked about this, Verlon, and I think it was a month ago, but downtown shootings are up 220%. And you know, I get asked this question a lot about what are my thoughts on the January 6th, uh, you know, this commission and investigating what happened on January 6th. My point is, yeah, let's investigate January 6th, but let's also investigate Democrats like Maxine Waters calling for violence and, and committing crimes against Trump administration officials in restaurants and in public places. Let's talk about, let's include what this Black Lives Matter uh, leader just talked about, calling for riots and fire and bloodshed. You know, if we're going to look at January 6th, we can't just zero in on one day. We need to look at the much broader picture and that's going to include the rioting and looting in the streets of chicago and kenosha and other places across the country that uh, where businesses were destroyed people were injured police officers were injured and i think my hope comment to the january 6th is let's look at the whole picture and that includes what this black lives leader is saying even today but you got to remember they won't that's their new acorn that's their ground force. They want it to be chaos, and they want to be the people to say, we're going to take care of it. We're going to solve the problem when they don't do nothing but add fuel to the fire. And, you know, the problem is we've become so desensitized. We wake up every day and X amount of shootings and people died. And, you know, Verlon, I don't ever want to get to the point where, I, where I'm desensitized to these numbers, to desensitized to these deaths. Black lives matter. All lives matter. And the governor, the mayor, the state's attorney here in Chicago, they have blood on their hands. Mm. And we've got, uh, boy, the show goes fast, Verlon, but uh, you're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right with John Anthony. I am not John Anthony. I am Mark Vargas, guest hosting for John Anthony, and joining me live here in studio is Red Velvet Verlan 
Galloway. Red Velvet. And I want to give a shout-out to a caller that we couldn't take. Um, he wanted to mention, other than the chaos that's going on with Black Lives Matter, he wanted to talk about the illegal aliens that they're just dropping off everywhere in our country, not testing them from COVID, and an organized, a organized uh, party and an organized threat to our country. That's being perpetrated by the Democrats. Yeah, you're 100%... Right, Verlon, and that's and you said it so smoothly. That's why your name is Red Velvet. <laughs> silk, silk, silky smooth, man. But you know, uh, before we wrap up today's show, I wanted to piggyback off of what George Pearson had talked about earlier uh, a couple of segments ago, and that is that uh, November twentieth, next Saturday, uh, Responsibility and Government, um, founded by Scott Casper, is partnering with Freedom Initiative. Now, uh, the founder is. Uh, Matrix Home Solutions CEO Nick Richmond, and there is a partnership between these two organizations for a an event, Coalition for Free and Fair Elections. It's an actually an election judge workshop for Chicago Land Police, and they've partnered with the FOP. In fact, John Cantazar, the FOP president, has waived membership dues for next year for the first hundred cops that sign up. And the event is going to take place at Trump International Hotel and, and Tower. And both John Anthony and myself will be doing a live radio show. John, this show will be live next week from Trump, Trump Tower for this event. And the workshop is from 1230 to 4. And the VIP reception is 4 to 6. So sponsorships and VIP tickets are still available. Responsibility in government will have uh, the, all the... Uh, gubernatorial candidates Jesse Sullivan, uh, G- Gary Rabine, Paul Schimpf, and Cindy Bailey, the wife of State Senator Darren Bailey, will be in attendance and speak on behalf of her husband, uh, Senator Bailey. So that's going to be a great event. And the keynote speaker at the VIP reception is a very dear friend of mine, the 40th police commissioner of the city of New York, Bernard Carrick. Oh, my God. And so Bernie will be in town at Trump Tower. Uh, meeting with all the cops, and he'll be giving a really special keynote message. I'll be speaking as well. John Anthony will be speaking. Uh, it's going to be uh, David Shastokas. Uh, so there's a great lineup of speakers, and you don't want to miss that event. Again, that's next Saturday, November 20th. And and finally, Verlon, just want to take one more time to talk about the GoFundMe page Um in loving memory and support of John W. Anthony. And it's okay if you don't, I understand if you don't have the the financial means to donate, um, totally understand that. But if you uh, are feel the need to, please donate. This was set up um, on behalf of John and his wife, Deborah Anthony, uh, as they uh, deal with the reality and the loss, untimely and tragic loss of their young son, John W. Anthony, but uh, prayers mean a lot. Calls, texts, messages means the world. The support that they've received has just been unbelievable, and John was called into his own show here to talk about that. But if you can donate, uh, go to GoFundMe.com, and there's a little box at the top that says search, and all you have to type in is in loving memory and support of John W. Anthony, and his page will pop up. And you can donate that way or you can go to John's Facebook page, social media pages, and that is posted as well. But I I know every every dollar helps. And um, 
I know that the Anthony family will be in our thoughts and our prayers. So, Verlan, thanks for joining me today, man. I want to thank you for having me here. You are a consummate professional and an all-around nice guy. I appreciate it. We got to do it again soon. We do. And it was an honor for me to be here with you today and during this occasion that John entrusted us that we could be here uh, in for him today. So it means a lot. You're listening to Black and Right. See you later. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.